In today's brief, we'll talk about national trauma, Wagner being Wagner, and piranha domes. I'm Linnea, and today is Friday, August 4th, 2023. You're listening to the Ukraine War Brief podcast, where we bring you up to speed on the war in Ukraine in about 20 minutes or less. Let's get started with the news in Ukraine from the front. Ukrainian forces killed 620 Russian soldiers and destroyed seven tanks, 26 artillery systems, four multiple launch rocket systems, or MLRS, and 35 unmanned aerial vehicles, called UAVs, those are drones, on August 2nd, according to the General Staff of the Armed Forces of Ukraine, or GSAFU, adding that the situation at the front remains tense. Commander of Ukraine's ground forces, Colonel General Oleksandr Sursky, met with senior commanders, after which he reported that Russian forces continue to attempt to advance on the Kupiansk front in Kharkiv Oblast, but have had zero success. Sirsky also reported that Ukrainian forces continue to carry out slow and steady offensive actions against strong Russian resistance. On the Melitopol and Berdyansk fronts in Zaporizhia Oblast, the GSAFU reports that Ukrainian forces persist with offensive operations gaining footholds, solidifying positions, and carrying out counter-battery measures. According to British intelligence, southern Ukraine's famously fertile soil could be hindering the progress of the counter-offensive. The land in the combat zones has been left fallow for 18 months, leaving weeds and shrubs to grow unencumbered under the warm, damp summer conditions, building up a substantial undergrowth that is likely contributing to the slower pace of troop movement. The night of August 2nd to 3rd was the eighth consecutive attack with Shahed 136-131 loitering munitions on Kyiv. Fifteen Shaheds were shot down by Ukrainian air defenses, as well as seven reconnaissance UAVs. St. Catherine's Cathedral was hit during Russian shelling of the city of Kherson on August 3rd, and while first responders were extinguishing the resulting fire, Russia launched a second attack on the cathedral wounding four state emergency service employees and damaging emergency equipment. Russian forces used artillery, mortar shelling, and missiles launched from helicopters in attacks on Sumy Oblast, hitting Krasnopilia, Bilopilia, Khotin, Miropilia, Esman, Seretina Buda, Velika Pisarivka, and Novosloboda, causing at least 206 explosions. A legal advisor to the pro-Russian party in Ukraine was arrested in the city of Odessa for working for Russian military intelligence, according to the Security Service of Ukraine. The World Health Organization, or WHO, reports that nearly a quarter of people who have, quote, experienced war or other conflicts in the previous 10 years will have depression, anxiety, post-traumatic stress disorder, bipolar disorder, or schizophrenia, end quote. The Ukrainian health ministry reported that 40 to 50 percent of the Ukrainian population will need some form of psychological support. First Lady Olena Zelenska says the cost of Ukrainian, quote, invincibility doesn't only affect the lives of individuals, but also the, quote, mental health of the entire nation, end quote. The State Bureau of Investigation, or SBI, announced on August 3rd that five state emergency service, or SES, employees, have been charged with safety violations and negligence in the helicopter crash that killed Interior Minister Denis Monastirsky and 14 others in Brovry in January of this year. 
The interior minister and his staff had been traveling from Kyiv to Kharkiv and Dnipropetrovsk oblasts, flying low to avoid Russian anti-aircraft measures. But the weather and visibility were poor. A multi-story apartment building lay directly in the flight path, but the crew couldn't see it until it was too close for them to safely maneuver away. The crew commander lost control and the helicopter crashed, landing next to a kindergarten and causing multiple fires. All ten aboard the helicopter died, as well as five people on the ground, including a child. Thirty-one people were injured. Those charged include the head of the SES Department of Aviation and Air Search and Rescue, the acting commander of the department, the commander of the Aviation Squadron, the deputy commander for flight training, and the head of the Flight Safety Service of the Special Aviation Unit. Let's move on to the temporarily occupied territories. United States research group Ukraine Conflict Observatory reported on August 2nd that Russia systematically coerces residents of the occupied areas of Luhansk, Donetsk, Kherson, and Zaporizhia oblasts to accept Russian passports. Residents are reportedly subjected to, quote, threats, intimidation, restrictions on humanitarian aid and basic necessities, and possibly detention or deportation, end quote. Ukrainian forces continued to strike occupied Crimea with drones and missiles, hitting the base in Khardiysky. It is the seventh Russian base in Crimea that's been targeted in a month. Speaking of debased, let's talk about the Russian Federation and effectively occupied Belarus. Private military company, or PMC Wagner Group, doesn't appear to be going away anytime soon. Companies belonging to PMC Wagner leader Yevgeny Prigozhin have been awarded at least 2 billion rubles a month in state contracts. It's about 21 million U.S. dollars, which, according to Russian opposition media, quote, likely indicates that the authorities have retained the scheme to implicitly finance Wagner PMC operations in Africa, end quote. The Institute for the Study of War, or ISW, wrote in its August 2nd report that Moscow officials could be directing media outlets and mill bloggers to keep quiet about all the problems the Russian military has right now, leading to disputes in the pro-Russian info space about how, or if, to cover setbacks in Russian-occupied Crimea and whether to share images of damage from drone and missile strikes and the condition of the bridges. Russian president-slash-dictator Vladimir Putin in an effort to keep the Russian economy afloat, demanded that the price of Russian oil be raised and the practice of enormous discounts for so-called friendly nations be abandoned. India and China, Russia's biggest buyers and benefactors of the friends and family discount, were predictably less than thrilled. According to Bloomberg, Russian oil exports to Asia fell by 26% from May to the end of July. Further proof that releasing violent criminals from prison, giving them weapons, and encouraging them to do crime against Ukrainians, then bringing them home with a heap of fresh war-related trauma and zero rehabilitation or oversight, is an objectively terrible idea. Yet another PMC Wagner mercenary returned from the war and murdered civilians in his hometown. Igor Safanov was released from prison to participate in one of Wagner's penal units. After fighting in Russia's war of aggression in Ukraine, Safanov returned home to the village of Derevyanoye in the Republic of Karelia and, with a buddy, broke into a house and stabbed to death everyone inside. They moved on to a neighboring house and murdered the occupants there as well, 
then burned both houses in an effort to destroy the evidence. The men are being held in pretrial detention, but it's unclear if they'll ultimately be sent back to prison with new sentences or sent back to Ukraine with commendations. A video on the Russian Ministry of Defense, or MOD's, website congratulated the commander of the Airborne Forces, or VDV, Colonel General Mikhail Teplinsky, on the day of the Airborne Forces. Unusually, the video included the number of casualties suffered by VDV units. That's 332 officers, 1,842 paratroopers, and at least 8,500 wounded. The video has, of course, been removed. The Kremlin prefers the Russian people be kept in the dark about Russian Federation losses in Ukraine. A battery factory in Voskresensk near Moscow was on fire yesterday. Explosions were reported and the roof of the building collapsed. Seven people required evacuation from the structure. The European Union has expanded sanctions against Belarus in response to its involvement in Russia's full-scale invasion of Ukraine. According to the EU press release, the measure is meant to prevent Moscow from circumventing previously existing sanctions via Belarus. If you're enjoying the episode, please rate us and leave a review on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please feel free to reach out to us via email at social at borlingen.media. That's B-O-R-L-I-N-G-O-N dot media. In European news, EU chief diplomat Josep Borrell warned G20 member nations that discounted grain offered by Russia is intended to make developing economies dependent, saying, quote, As the world deals with disrupted supplies and higher prices, Russia is now approaching vulnerable countries with bilateral offers of grain shipments at discounted prices, pretending to solve a problem it created itself. End quote. Lithuanian President Gitanas Naucida announced on August 3rd that he and Polish Prime Minister Mateusz Morawiecki met to discuss the threat that the PMC Wagner presence in Belarus poses to the two nations and to their NATO allies. Ukraine's National Resistance Center reported in late July that Wagner recruiting in Belarus included a new condition that recruits be willing to participate in hostilities in Poland and Lithuania. Remember those Belarusian helicopters that briefly entered Polish airspace the other day? Well, in response, Poland has deployed attack helicopters from the 1st Air Force Brigade and the 25th Air Cavalry Brigade to the border with Belarus. Romania has launched an investigation into reports of a Russian drone, or drone debris, crashing on its territory during an attack on Odessa Oblast, literally just on the other side of the Dunai River. The Romanian Air Force has reportedly inspected the site, but has not yet found any evidence supporting the allegation. Germany is reportedly establishing, quote, specialized recruiting agencies, end quote, to employ Ukrainian refugees, which is concerning some Ukrainian officials, like Lana Zerkal, advisor to the Minister of Energy, who said, quote, Ukrainians have had their citizenship acquisition period halved. They, Germans, understand that we are a source of labor. This worries me because we are currently losing our workforce. In a few years, they will start receiving citizenship and they won't return here if there are no schools, no opportunities to support their families, and no prospects. All of this is part of the restoration process. End quote. Let's talk about the news worldwide. 
Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky presented his 10-point peace plan to end the Russian war of aggression in Ukraine at the G20 summit back in November 2022. During an address on August 2nd, Zelensky noted that Ukraine and his peace plan are, quote, gradually gaining the support of the world majority, end quote, adding that some nations have already taken steps towards realizing the plan. Ninety countries have joined the United States in pledging to end the use of food as a weapon of war and prevent the starvation of civilians as a tactic of warfare. Let's talk military tech. Ukrainian pilots will start training on F-16 fighter jets this month, according to President Zelensky. The aircraft themselves aren't due to arrive in Ukraine before the end of the year. It's really too bad they're not Amazon Prime eligible. Ukraine could really benefit from some next-day delivery. A Ukrainian company, Peronatech, which specializes in anti-drone solutions, has developed a portable electronic warfare system they've called Piranha Armored Vehicles Dome 360. The Piranha Dome is designed specifically for armored vehicles and suppresses the control of unmanned vehicles and aircraft within range. While Ukrainian air defense does a great job of neutralizing drones with equipment like microwave rifles, that isn't affordable for regular tank crews, for example, who are at risk from drone strikes in the field. That's the brief for today. Remember to check your sources and don't fall for propaganda. Join us on YouTube and TikTok for more Ukraine content and live news reports. And please consider supporting our work on Substack. You'll find the links in the description. We'll be back tomorrow with more updates. Until then, stay safe, everyone.